Let's open our worship this morning by turning to Genesis chapter 32 and reading some words of Jacob that we know very well and that we ought to take personally and, and think about them in the dimensions and multiplied blessings that the Lord has given us. Genesis chapter 32. Jacob is on his way back to Canaan to see his father. And he sends messengers ahead to ask Esau about visiting with him. He has four wives. He has 11 sons, all 12 years of age and under. And the messengers come back and tell him that Esau is coming to meet thee with 400 men. Here are his words that we're so familiar with, beginning at verse 9, Genesis 32, 9. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidst unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. And thou saidst, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Amen and amen. The prayer was heard. Jacob was blessed. Jacob was protected. Esau's heart was melted. They had an affectionate reunion. Esau went on his way, allowing Jacob the freedom to travel without the uh, intimidating presence of Esau and 400 men. I want verse 10. I am not worthy. There's no one here worthy of the mercies that God has shown you. By definition, mercy means that you are unworthy. It's something given to you that you do not deserve. In fact, as we read the scriptures and we know about our own lives, we deserve the opposite of what God does to us and for us. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies. So if you think about the smallest gift God's given you, you don't deserve that. We're always getting better than we deserve. And that's one of the rules that we should remember about the political economy that we live in and the government that we live under. America is still getting far better than it deserves. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. That was a 20-year period of time. It was 20 years from when Jacob fled from Esau, when Esau had promised to kill him, to when he came back. It's a 20-year time period, seven years He worked for Rachel, then he married Rachel, then he married Leah, then he started having sons, and so all the sons were 12 years of age or less. If you'll think through that with me. And so, but he's got this huge band of flocks and herds that he splits up into two parties in order, if Esau hits one of them and destroys it, the other one may survive. He's that large. That's why it's in two bands. Difficult for them to travel together in one. When we think about the Lord's blessings on us, this past week, the Lord's given me an exercise in the night. 
when I asked him for an exercise of thanksgiving to think of the dimensions of how blessings intersect with each other. If you can remember from geometry, very simply, and I've already written this to you, but I'm reviewing it with you to make sure that you've at least given it a chance. If you have something that has a value of three and you tie it into a second dimension of three, then you've got a two-dimensional surface that has a value of nine. If it's three across the bottom and three up the side, then it's got a surface area of nine. Now, if you add another third dimension to it of depth of, with a value of three, then you've got something that worth 27. Well, how many dimensions do we have in the blessings God's given us? And what are each one of them worth? Right. Let's start with this man. Was he born into a decent family? Who was his grandfather? Abraham. His father, Isaac. What a family of all the earth. He was born to that man. When you think about your family, you should look at all the positive, virtuous, good things derived from the choice God made of having you born, most likely in America, to your family. What God did was he introduced to as a child? The Lord God of the Bible. Did God keep his promises toward him? Amen. Yes, he did. These, this promise in verse 9, return to thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. How about when he made stones for his pillow on his way out of Canaan 20 years earlier, and the Lord appeared to him with a ladder ascending up into heaven, with angels ascending and descending on that ladder, and the promise, I'll be with you. I'll take care of you. Look at this host that's with you. And so that was truth that was performed to Jacob. He found Rachel. He was looking for a wife. He was 77 years old when he married Rachel. He was 90 years old right here and a decent wrestler at 90. He was protected from Laban, who changed his wages 10 times as the metaphorical expression went in Jacob's prayer. His flocks were multiplied. Do you remember when he would strip the little saplings and put them in the watering troughs and how his flocks and herds were multiplied? He had 12 sons. He was greatly increased and he had a vision from God that God would be with him and would multiply his seed as the sandwiches by the seashore. Now, those things intersect with each other and they're tremendous. When you have God and you have prosperity like we have, and you have truth, and you have promises that are being fulfilled now, and some will be fulfilled later, they combine together into a powerful weight of glory and of blessing from the God of heaven. And I want us to be thankful and give thanks today like we should as we think about how blessings intersect with each other. Because that seed that was going to come you know, came through those four wives of his. And we see in those 12 sons, some sons were good, some sons were poor. But there was a fourth son named Judah that would result in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's seed, singular, being on the throne of God forever. We have been blessed with an intersection of blessings greater than Jacob. And, And we live on this side of the cross so that we can look back and see things that he could not see clearly but they're clear to us. Let's give thanks today. Let's be thankful. 
let your mind work on looking at God's blessings and how they intersect and compound each other and create a geometric progression in how the total value should be perceived and given thanks for. Let us pray. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, We come into thy holy presence and we bless and praise thee, Lord God, for we are not worthy of the least of all the mercies, as Jacob professed and we confess, nor of all the truth that you have shown us. And the intersection of the two gives us a combination just looking at those two things of incredible magnitude. We bless and we praise thee. Holy Father, We thank Thee that Thou art our God, that Thou hast called us out of this world, that Thou hast regenerated us, placed Thy Holy Spirit within us, called us to, moved us to call Abba Father, and shed abroad Your love in our hearts, opening to us Your inspired and preserved Scriptures, which Jacob did not have a word of yet. We are blessed abundantly, and we thank Thee Father of lights, for the wonderful gifts that you have sent down from heaven upon us. And there is no shadow of changing or turning with thee, Heavenly Father, and for that we rest in thee contented forever. We are blessed to know thee. We thank thee for the existence that you have given us, that we might know thee. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you will continue to reveal thyself to us, and reveal thy word, truth, and wisdom to us, that we might walk more perfectly as your sons and your daughters in this evil and corrupt nation, among whom we desire to shine as lights in the world. We thank thee for the seed of Abraham, the seed of Isaac, and the seed of Jacob. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, and we and all our brethren in him, being the recipients and heirs of the promises made to those patriarchs. We thank Thee for the spiritual fulfillment of them and that You have taught us these things, that we are not looking for a home on earth or an earthly kingdom, but a heavenly one and a great one and an eternal one that fadeth not away and is reserved for us. We thank Thee for our eternal inheritance made joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us today, Heavenly Father. We thank Thee for Thy Holy Spirit, and we humble ourselves before Thee and ask not for the angels that are among us and around us right now, but for Thy presence and the Spirit of Christ Jesus, our Lord Himself, within us to stir us up and increase our affection for Thee. And Lord, to cause us to give thanks as we should to Thee for all that Thou hast done for us. Without His power, we cannot be filled with all joy and peace and hope. Without His revealing enlightenment, we cannot know the things that are freely given to us of Thee. We wait upon Thee to grant us a fuller measure of Thy Spirit, that today we would be blessed in Your house with Your presence, looking into Your Word, with your people. Forgive us our sins. Lord, we're foolish. We're fleshly. We're slothful. 
We do not do the things we should, and we do the things we shouldn't. Forgive us all kind of our iniquities, and have mercy upon us. Stir us up now, and bless us, that we will consider every word from your word, and that we will delight in it, humble ourselves before it, and renew our commitment to go out of this place and to live as your sons and daughters. Help us now toward these goals. It is why we have assembled today, and we pray these things in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.